I even uh, went through a little uh, talk on how you get Ted Turner to be your mentor. <clears throat> and it's, um, th those are by far more difficult than finding the money. Um, because you find the money based on the experience you have with these other people. But the real uh, crux is once you find the money, is to finding the transaction and the deal to, that, that makes sense. Uh, in contrary <clears throat> to everything you've been you've been you've been told. Now we had a little talk. Um, Bert asked me um, if we're um, mentally ill. Tell me if I'm saying this correctly, Bert. If we're mentally ill, is the mental illness based on the lack of um, proper information, reality checks, growing up, etc., of our family and exposure we've had. And it made me think of a story. <clears throat> we had a uh, psychiatrist. I used to be in the um, psychiatric clinic business. And, um, and one of my partners, who was an Indian psychiatrist, and uh, his family were all psychiatrists, his sisters, etc., and he was at the Castle Seminar, and we were talking about the exact same thing we're talking about now. And so somebody at breakfast or lunch asked him, and he says, uh, Doctor, uh, uh, is it true that we're all mentally ill? And he's having, he used to have a granola cereal. And as he's flipping his spoon through the granola, without missing a beat, not missing a swallow, he said, we're all sick. We're just sick in different ways. Okay. And of course, you know, uh, once he said that, then uh, the, all the participants, the youths in the group, wanted to know why. And he explained to his sense, in essence, what I've been telling you the last few days, that we're a product of our social and economic milieu, and mostly our social milieu. It's not that we were poor when we were growing up. It's the other stuff that came along with how our parents treated us. Uh, and uh, whether they beat us or they didn't beat us, whether they loved us or didn't love us, uh, is more or less a 50-50 crapshoot how we turn out. Because it's how we interpret what happens to us. I had a Chinese partner many years ago that his, his parents were awful to him. Awful, awful. He was a mainland, mainland Chinese uh, kid born there, came to, to America. And uh, but he interpreted everything that bad happened <coughs> as good. Somehow he interpreted everything that happened to him that he was, uh, you know, he must be having to go through this pain for a reason. Now, not getting too esoteric or higher power here, but he thought that he was getting, I mean, literally beaten and abused and, you know, that because somebody had put him on this earth to do something else. Okay. And he became very successful. Where his sister went through similar background, she took it just the opposite. She, I must not be worth anything, my self-worth, my self-esteem, etc., etc. So, brother and sister, some would argue, well, the girl has different, you know, um, uh, different upbringing or something. But they had the same exact background, and they took it in exactly opposite different ways. Different ways. And similar to some of you guys, you know, some of you guys have had um, tough upbringing. Some of you haven't had, you know, have had easy upbringing. And uh, it's how you've interpreted that. 
And so when I say, you know, mentally ill and just like the psychiatrist partner of mine, he says, well, we're all fucked up. It's just in different ways. You know, some of us are Charlie Mansons, you know, hatchet murderers or those kind of guys. And some of us are, you know, uh, you know, uh, nuns and they go to the convent and uh, without dissimilar backgrounds. But either way, <clears throat> assuming you got here, which you have gotten here, the, um, the system works. Now, you've heard me say I have priests as mentees, uh, I have nuns as mentees, um, I've had rabbis, uh, you name it. Uh, we do not di discriminate vis-a-vis -vis who can take the training. And I don't discriminate, I treat everybody the same, like shit. So, uh, whether you're a Muslim or a Catholic, Catholic, uh, as, as uh, at least one person in here would describe uh, me in particular, because I'm a Catholic, uh, raised a Catholic anyway. But the, the system works. And um, we're going to go through the various sources of finance, angel network, bartering, factoring, uh, general resource, credit cards, friends, fools, families, governments, um, crowdfunding, <clears throat> uh, commercial, incubators, investment forms, leasing, minorities and women. I love this because you, if you're a one-eyed Chinese guy with a foot blown off, there's a fund for you someplace. If you're a one-titted woman, green in color, I mean, there's a fund for you. Uh, television. Online resources, uh, publications, and software, VCs, and private equity. There's plenty of fucking places to get the money. I can't, I, even for a Cuban, doesn't make a shit. A Muslim, an Irishman, from Limerick, even. It doesn't make any, or, uh, you know, um, from Latvia, and all these countries that you represent, uh, um, I'm having a mental block. Where are you from, Matt, again? Oh, uh, Lithuania. He doesn't even say it like I do. How do you say it? Lithuania. Anyway. <laughs> or, or Lithuania. Or from Greece. It doesn't make a shit. There's a place. And we got uh, Boar Shekels back here. Uh, there is a place for you uh, to find uh, the financing. And um, anybody that tells you any different is hasn't tried and has only heard the rumors, the myths, that it's difficult to get the money. But again, I can't emphasize enough, it's what you put the money into or what you try to get the money for. That's the stumbling block and that's the hurdle. And that's why you've heard that it's tough to get the money. <clears throat> I, was, I was telling uh, Tim earlier about my great piss-up adventure buying pubs in Dublin. And um, I never had so much fucking fun doing deals. Didn't make much money, but I had a lot of fun. I mean, because in Ireland, they just, fun is part of the equation. Uh, and if you're not going to have fun, I guess they're not interested. And so I had a, I had a great time, a great experience, and met some really interesting people. Um, but uh, if I had stayed there, I might have gone, gone boost, as my wife would say, because I wasn't making much money. <clears throat> but um, there, you know, there's no shortage. Before we get started, and we're going to go move back. Um, I want to talk to you just about one before we go off YouTube. 
Angel investors, by definition, are not angels. Did you know that? Oh, he's a genius now. Coming into the, coming into the home stretch, you know, he's a genius. They're not angels. <clears throat> I'm not sure where that definition came from. I'm really not. But as long as I can remember in finance, people that invest money that aren't supposedly professional investors, but that's just the antithesis. Angel investors are professional investors. They're not as structured as VCs. They're not as structured, structured as private equity. And they're certainly not as structured as hedge funds. They're normally a guy, a gal, or four or five people that have gotten together, which they're going to look at deals and invest based on some criteria they have. But they're certainly not angels. Uh, and uh, at one juncture in my life, I was called an angel investor, which everybody that knew me thought that was pretty funny because I'm a long way from an angel. Now, this is an old-time way of financing, bartering. You know, it was, it, uh, it was prevalent 100, 200, 300 years ago. You're a carpenter. You're a shoemaker. So you're going to do carpentry stuff for him, and he's going to make shoes for you. So you barter. You change. Um, I'm often, uh, not often, once in a while, two, three times a year, people that collect rare art want to flip a painting or a rare piece of something to, to come to the castle or for their company to come to the castle, etc. And I tell them to fuck off. I mean, uh, uh, turn it into cash and then come and see me. I'm not in the, uh, uh, I have collectibles, that's not right, but I'm not in the collectible business to, uh, to swap. But there are people that will swap your consultancy. Some people in this room may have to try to trade their consultancy expertise for something. So it's, it's an old time thing, but I mean, for the most part, it was used, you know, hundreds of years ago. There's factoring. Factoring meaning you have receivables. You, ha you sell stuff to certain people, and you factor. You go to a third-party financing group, which will they will give you 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, even 90 percent of the cash that you're waiting for in the receivable because they're going to pay you up front. If you're IBM, you have an IBM receivable, they give you more. If they give you a uh, MAT receivable, they'll probably only give you 10 or 20 percent because MAT may not pay. But there's rece that, you know, factors do that. Um, the general resources, credit cards, friends, fools, and family. Most of your deals have been financed to begin with by friends, fools, and family, and mostly fools. Mostly fools. And I, uh, I personally, uh, uh, do not recommend to anybody to take money from, uh, fools are okay, not family. Um, and then there's my favorite, the government. <laughs> Local governments, regional governments, municipalities, federal governments, etc. I told you the story earlier about their funds, and I've said this on YouTube before. The International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, has special pools of hundreds of millions of euros, hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, loan against various projects. We had a, uh, a mentee here a couple years ago that actually went to the um, International Monetary Fund and the World Bank and found funding opportunities for the businesses that he was in, which was timber. Timber. Then he found out that you could take timber from Miami or Florida, sail it across the Atlantic, sell it in the EU for less than they could produce in the EU. 
So the, the deal that he brought to the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank didn't stack up. Now again, these funding opportunities are if your numbers stack up, meaning if they make sense. If they don't make sense and you can't make any money, the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank aren't going to give you a fucking dime. But most people that are watching this on YouTube, sarcastically or affectionately, I call YouTubers, or no, London Realers YouTubers, have probably never thought about calling the International Monetary Fund or the World Bank. Now, Tom, do you know anybody that's called the World Bank? No, I'm aware. Not that you're aware of, okay. Now, they probably call it HSBC or some regular bank. That's why these funds normally go untapped. And if you live in a, I want to say, Ireland's not a third world country, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but if you live in a third world country, there's probably some fund at the IMF. Uh, if you live in one of those uh, Latvia countries that you can't pronounce and it's only got 40 people in it, uh, it used to be part of Russia at one time, there probably is a fund for you. Um, now, crowdfunding is a relatively new deal. It's only been around a few years. And the movie stars and a lot of other people are using it to fund their movies. We'll talk about it more. Uh, but um, goodbye, YouTubers. And the last time I, next time I talk to you will be my final close. Okay, thank you.